0: Welcome, Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights here with John Newman. We're going to talk about Floyd Little, uh, recently departed, a great player, a great man. So thanks sponsors, Top Spinini and Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, CompC.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. John, welcome to the show and tell us about your connection with Floyd Little. Thanks, Dr. Jim. Yeah, I'm a New York City kid,
1: so I'd be lying if I said, oh, I followed him from, you know, day one. But when I came to Syracuse, I'm a huge football guy and and been a probably double-digit season ticket holder. And getting familiar with the university and its sports history, Floyd Little with football is synonymous. He was in that triumphant with uh, Jim Brown, Ernie Davis, and and then came Floyd Little. And uh, Floyd Little, when you look at it stats-wise, was arguably the best player, he almost didn't come to Syracuse. General Douglas MacArthur, famous general, was recruiting him to go to Army and told him, hey, you come here, you West Point, you're going to be a general in the making and a heck of a football player for our team. It wasn't until Ernie Davis uh, got in his ear and said, listen, you can be that guy after me that takes this baton and comes to Syracuse and makes a, a career for yourself. And the rest is history. came to Syracuse, three-time All-American and obviously went on to the AFL-NFL Hall of Famer in college and in the NFL. I got to know him a little bit on a personal level after his career was over. As a season ticket holder for all those years, they have a lot of private events, dinners, golf tournaments, and different things like that. He came back to university as a consultant at first in like 2011. He was always at these events, and knew he was going to be there. And you think, man, he's a Hall of Famer. He's probably going to just come in, wave to everybody. Hey, see you later. We'll get in, get out. Right early in the scene, he was down to earth, came up to you, hey, hold out his hand, introduced himself, Floyd Little. He didn't have to. We all knew who he was. Genuine interest in you. I got to know him even further. I coached varsity football here in Syracuse. And we used to do camps at the university. He'd come around to practice and I coach defense. And obviously he's an offensive guy, but he'd say, hey, what do you think, coach? How do you think you're looking? This is before the season start. We got good expectations. And then we'd ask him, hey, hey, Mr. Little, could you talk to the guys for five, 10 minutes? And we'd sit them all down and just reel down to earth, tell them to get good grades. Football, as much as we all love football, the music's going to stop. Education is important and there's life after football. We asked him for five minutes and he, he usually gave, 10, 15, guys would come up to him, shake hands with him, take pictures with him. And sometimes you do that enough with certain people who's doing it because they sort of have to and others who are doing it because they thoroughly enjoy being in the presence of young men. And I always felt like the two or three times he did that with our football team, he, he wasn't going through the motions. He was being sincere and happy to be there and hoping to connect with some of those guys. And I'll never forget that stuff. I announced a few months ago that he was entering hospice care And obviously,
0: that's just a a sad thing to hear. John, do you think Ernie Davis gave Floyd Little permission to wear 44? Or Jim Brown gave gave Ernie permission to wear 44? Or were uniform numbers that big a deal? 44 in
1: Syracuse, lore is for game-changing running backs. Jim Brown bestowed it on Ernie Davis, the Elmira Express. I think Ben Schwartzwalder, the coach of Syracuse, probably said, hey, there's this kid, Floyd Little, from New Haven, Connecticut, who's going to be great. I don't know if that's all it took, but he came to Syracuse and three-time All-American and uh, first-round draft pick in, in the AFL and Hall of Famer on both levels, college and pro.
0: The other thing is that uh, he was 21 years old when he started college. In today's hobby, and today's general managers would probably have a problem with the fact that he was older, but maybe he was mature a lot of times guys that went to the military academy that were my age would go an extra year of high school to get further preparation for academies. He went to a prep school that was a good program, but can imagine being a running back and you're a rookie and you're 25 years old?
1: Yeah. And I guess there's two sides of that coin, Dr. Jimmy. You can say you're a little more intelligent than maybe some of the guys that are, are sure. trying to tackle you. But uh, it's still the pros. Those guys are trying to win too. I think that was a, kind of a big coup because he went to a, a military high school and prep school. And so everyone just thought it was a foregone conclusion that he would wind up in army. So Syracuse pulled, uh, I don't want to say a fast one, but the upset in getting them to go there. The community embraced him. And even after he became the assistant AD, to Chris Gedney, he's passed on as well. He played in the NFL. And there's another connection. Chris Gedney was my high school teammate here at Liverpool High School in Syracuse. And we both played tight end. He was a high school All-American. I wasn't. So I learned to play defense if I was going to see the field uh, more. Chris Gedney was another great guy. He, you knew he was going places. He was that good. But he never like, bragged about himself real humble. And we met both of those guys uh, here locally.
0: Okay. What about uh, Floyd's hobby? respect Do you feel like he gets enough respect the AFC was or the AFL in those days the first year or so was the more wide open league Floyd Little probably the same age as Gale Sayers so Gale Sayers is coming in for the Bears just passed away a few months ago and then Floyd Little for the AFC Gale Sayers gets a lot more hobby love than Floyd Little does
1: Yeah, I think some of what you mentioned, Dr. Jim, a little bit of a late start in his age, it it led to a, a shorter career. He's a Hall of Famer, but if you look at his career statistics, they don't jump off the page at you, quite frankly. Matter of fact, when I looked at him or when I was reading the bio, I didn't actually realize. I I thought it would be even more so. But it was a different game, too. And they did catch the ball a little bit uh, out of the backfield, even before that was uh, the thing to do. And he's the first guy put in the Broncos uh, ring of fame. It was just a different football game. I don't think they gave running backs as many carries as we see now with with workhorse guys getting 25-30. They just tried to uh, use different guys. They had, obviously, their star, but they also tried to give them breaks uh, during the game. But, uh, yeah, I was surprised. I think people sometimes... Look at stats as the tell-all, be-all, and and that's not always the case. I think someone a little bit younger who just looks at the stats and said, man, under 7,000 yards total. Derrick Henry just rushed for for 2,000 this year. Like, that's three Derrick Henry years, and he's a Hall of Famer. And I don't think they see the the big picture. The game is different than it is today. And
0: You're right. If you didn't see the player play, and I'm not just talking about newsreel clips, but if you didn't see the play, then it's hard to have an appreciation. It's one of the reasons in the hobby, there's this hard to figure divide between the price of vintage cards. And these guys have totally proven themselves and these uh, more untested younger players that are still emerging. And there's all the promise, but they haven't done it. Floyd Little did it nine straight years. The other thing I really liked, I saw this uh, quote from him, and I realized that's what's different, is that when he was returning kicks and punts, and maybe he didn't reveal this until the end, but he liked to go right up the middle. Yeah. And these guys now that that run out of bounds or try to do these end around things to where everybody can catch up with them. So yeah, it's, you go straight up the middle. Sometimes that's your best shot. Of course, they've outlawed the wedge. Yeah. But so frustrating to see a guy take a punt return and retreat, you know, five, yeah. 10 yards, yeah. try to get behind the wall and run out of bounds. He had to be an instinctive runner. I was thinking, how, how would you compare him to Emmett Smith?
1: They were both small, I believe.
0: Similar size, I guess. Yeah, they're you know, both
1: reasonable. small in terms of running back tradition. So, uh, you know,
0: reasonable yeah. speed without being Tyreek, you No,
1: and, and what I know of Freud Little, he was, I, I wouldn't use the term, he was uh, fast, but he was deceptively fast. He wasn't afraid of contact. That's half the battle in itself, is someone that's going to, Lower their shoulder and maybe break a tackle and gain three, four, or five more yards, or break one even. Sometimes that might lead to a, a shorter career with uh, some injuries, if that's the case. A lot of uh, where we know Floyd Little is from people who played against him that said, This guy's one of the best running backs I've ever had to play against on the defensive side of the ball. It's defensive players who laud that distinction more than the stats itself. If we looked at stats, People would argue those are not Hall of Fame stats, but Hall of Fame defensive players are like, yeah. I used to dread having to play against Floyd Little before the game. I, it was It's
0: all pro and yeah. uh, pro bowl appearances and things like that. Uh, yeah. Very many people that PC Floyd Little.
1: No, not locally. I'm sure there's people do what I've done for about four or five years after getting to know him and meeting him. It's funny. I never asked him for an autograph. I've had conversations with him. He's had that interaction with the varsity football team, I coach, but I never asked him for his autograph. A lot of his stuff is probably underrated. And I bought back in the day, quite a bit of just his, his signed cards at different times, 10 bucks, 12 bucks, even maybe a nicer upper tier twenty. $25. And I've just picked them up over the years. I don't PC a ton of stuff, but I just put those away and getting to know them and appreciating more than the man, even than, than the player. When the conversations i never even brought that up to him, we didn't even talk about cards. It was really just life or or football or the team.
0: Players uh, really respected him. It's not sad. It really is an opportunity that he has very few cards that are worth, like you said, 20, 25 bucks. You can get a, a decent raw rookie and there's probably Maybe he, I think he's got a seventy-two tops uh, high number in action card, but other than that, you, under ten bucks you could get decent copies of almost all of his other cards. If you wanted to put that together, you'd have a, a Hall of Fame, you know, running back as and and returner. I'm I'm wondering if he was arguably a better college player than a pro player in terms of. Stat-wise, <laughs> for sure. If you look at
1: his stats at Syracuse, he had some monster, yeah. monster years. There's people familiar with the program that would argue at the college level, he arguably better than the two running backs before him. But Jim Brown went in the NFL and, and dominated and arguably is the greatest NFL player in the history of the league. Players can change or improve at different levels. And uh, I think Jim Brown exploded. He was great in college. I don't make it sound like he just came out of nowhere, but when he got to the NFL, he just single-handedly dominated. Floyd didn't really do that, but at college he did for sure. He was just uh, a three-time All-American, the only player at Syracuse to do it three times.
0: Right, uh, right. He came in fifth in the Heisman junior and senior year. But do you see any overflow being a Syracuse guy of Floyd Little? He gets this attention now. Is that going to uh, make people think twice about jim nance who was the opposite style of running back yeah uh, and some of the other great larry zonka who's joe, already, joe morris who was a mighty might you yeah know, they, they people don't realize that syracuse was super strong in football in the, yeah. the, the 50s oh, yeah. 60s, yeah. one of the very top programs and now they've, they've had some on and off years but
1: yeah, they were at one time. They were known as like running back. You just because of all these and the legend of 44. They gave that 44 to that back coming in that they thought was going to be that guy, even a lesser known name that went on to play in the NFL. He's the last guy to wear the 44, actually, and that's Rob Conrad, who yeah, who who went. It was a fullback played with the Dolphins, and he was the last guy to have it. No one since him. But there's talks here every once in a while that they got a you know special high school talent. Could they un retire I don't know. It's people here locally? Feel like it would be sacrilegious. It's been Rob Conrad, it's been for almost 20 years, and that's a lot to put on a, a young 17 or 18 year old to wear that number. Not only knowing the history of it, but we have to unretire this number and then give it to you. It's not like it wasn't retired. We're going to have to take it off the rafters and you get to wear it again. That's a lot for someone who coached uh, 17, 18 year old uh, kids before. Every kid has a different makeup and mentality, but I think a lot of people here locally, fan wise, don't really want to see that because of the history of it and uh, Rob Conrad was an all-American too I believe. I don't I think they want to end it on a positive
0: note a positive and note. yeah. What a great player and a great man and one thing I like about these tribute episodes especially doing it with you where you had some personal knowledge, I watched him play to know that he was a quality guy and that's going to bring more scrutiny to his cards and that's a good thing. He's a, definitely a worthy guy to uh, collect. I just think they're bargains in the sense of all those football cards of Hall of Famers. And I would not in any way say Floyd Little's a minor Hall of Famer. I think he's a major Hall of Famer. There'll probably be a flurry of interest in his cards for a month, and then maybe not so much after that, but he's he's worthy of consideration throughout.
1: I was just fortunate. I had no idea that was going to be the trajectory, get to know him a little bit on on that level. Someone passes away, and they say all great things, and and most of them are true, but sometimes that gets a little bit embellished because the person is is gone. But I can tell you, as someone who got to know him over the course of five to seven years, just a, a really great uh, person really humble he, he didn't wear his hall of fame sport coat yeah. around just a great human being and gonna be a, a, a big loss here locally not having them uh,
0: around thanks john sports card nation one of my favorite podcasts I listen to you every a couple times a week right
1: yeah Wednesday I've moved the, the hobby quick hits the shorter show uh, over onto the same platform and that's Wednesday and then Friday sports carnation the longer one with the guests thanks
0: for doing this John and thanks listening. Uh, be back again uh, tomorrow with another episode in the meantime check out Floyd Little
1: thanks Dr. Jim